This is Mosaic Mixdown, a series of many podcasts about the Arctic expedition Mosaic. I'm Sam Cornish. The M in the Mosaic acronym stands for multidisciplinary. And we heard in podcast number two how this multidisciplinary approach is core to the way the expedition is being conducted. Let's listen back to the relevant clip. This experiment is a large-scale multidisciplinary effort. So geologists, meteorologists, physicists, chemists, and also biologists like me. I think that's the unique thing about Mosaic. Now this is an opportunity to do it all at once on a single site to have an integrated data set. That you really try to get as many different parameters measured at the same time so that you uh, provide a platform for many different process studies afterwards. And there'll be a huge number of unexpected collaborations as the, as the years go on and analyzing this great data set. The voices of Tim Stanton, Sebastian Rokita and Vera Schlenfein there. In this episode, though, we're going to learn a bit more about some of the specific science questions that really motivate that approach. So my question to the scientists this time is, why is the multidisciplinary aspect important and how does it benefit your research? The multidisciplinary part is important because climate systems are are tightly coupled system, meaning one part affects the others. That's Bill Shaw. Bill Shaw, Naval Postgraduate School. Bill is a physical oceanographer, which means a physicist of the oceans. And so like, for example, in Mosaic, we're kind of interested in if there's a lot of biological growth in the summer, does that maybe affect how much heat is uh, trapped in the upper ocean versus if there, there was no biology present at all? Bill works with Tim Stanton. I'm Tim Stanton at Moss Landing Marine Labs, and I'm an emeritus professor at the Naval Postgraduate School. Tim is also interested in the role of biological activity and increasing the trapping of that solar energy near to the ice. And being part of this expedition offers Tim the opportunity to collaborate with biologists. Who will expand on my very simple biological measurements uh, using bio-optic sensors to what exactly is the biology that's responsible for increasing turbidity, for example. Turbidity refers to the cloudiness of the ocean caused by tiny particles and affects the way that light enters and is absorbed in the water. So the mechanics of the way the ocean takes up sunlight and gives it up through mixing and it stores part of it, it's far more intricate than you might first think. The solar heating is complex but vital to understand. Well, it's very important as a huge term in the, in the heat flux that is actually melting the ice. Bill and Tim are interested in the fluxes of heat from the ocean to the ice. They need to think about solar heating of the water, but also the turbulence in the water that delivers that heat to the ice. And that turbulence is generally driven by winds, so it's not just the ocean that you have to think about. Yeah, the uh, way that the um, wind couples into the ocean is modulated, of course, by the ice cover. In fact, it, it's quite isolating. And that isolation is dependent on a whole bunch of factors, including the actual roughness of the ice on the top and the bottom. So the way that momentum is imparted from the wind into the ocean is changing quite rapidly as the nature of the ice changes in the central Arctic. And it's the multidisciplinary nature of the expedition that makes it an ideal opportunity to approach these questions. I'm looking forward to working closely with the ice physics crowd and the meteorology colleagues. Um, and we've co-located measurements very deliberately at the main camp and at the satellite um, distributed network sites so that we can make these com- comparisons and link the processes through ocean ice and, and the atmosphere and look at all the couplings that are occurring 
and, and changing as the nature of the ice changes. Sea ice is a barrier between the ocean and the atmosphere. And so atmosphere communicates with the ocean through sea ice. And sea ice in turn affects the way that the atmosphere behaves. This is Daniel Watkins. Daniel Watkins, Oregon State University. And his focus is on the atmosphere that's directly above that ice and specifically how to represent that atmosphere in climate models. The core of my current research is on representing a stable boundary layer. So this is where the air is coldest near the surface and it gets warmer as you go up. It's an inversion layer. And when it's over a city, that keeps all the pollution near the ground. In the Arctic, it can keep the heat and moisture from the surface from getting up high. So you get a splitting between upper air motion and activity near the surface. Daniel's topic is ripe for a multidisciplinary approach. The boundary layer is affected by things that really are typically studied as separate areas. So if clouds move in, that completely changes things at the surface. And you can spend your whole career studying Arctic clouds. Turbulence is very different in a stable layer than it is in a typical mixed layer like you would get at home for me. Think of the difference between rapidly stirring paint and letting two different colors sit next to each other and gradually drift together. So you can just spend your whole life studying turbulence. And with the other factors too, there's aerosols that play a part, atmospheric chemistry plays a part, the sea ice texture plays a part, the thermodynamics do the way that ocean currents move around. So all of these things are important to get right if you want to estimate something as simple as the temperature a couple meters off the surface in the air. So scientific disciplines are, in a big sense, completely artificial. The world is not really split into different groups. So the Arctic climate system doesn't really make sense if you only think about one part. We have to see the whole in order to understand how these single parts even work. These traditional divisions of scientific disciplines start in schools. And it's in schools that educator Katie Gavanis, Katie Gavanis, Center for Alaskan Coastal Studies, is hoping to ignite curiosity. And that curiosity, in order to fulfill that curiosity, things don't need to be simplified into tiny little pieces, but that there is something amazing about complexity and about recognizing that all of this is connected. And I think that's what Mosaic comes back to over and over again, is that every single topic in the Arctic is connected to all of these other topics. And that's daunting, but it's also really amazing and really exciting because it means that there's so much more that we can learn and every piece that we learn reverberates out and informs the way that we model sea ice and the way that we make weather predictions and the way that people decide when they're going to go fishing and all of these different pieces um, are linked together and can help us learn more about the places where we live and work and live better on this planet. Awesome, thanks, that's a lovely <laughs> That got a little preachy at the end, but... <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode of Mosaic Mixdown. It was recorded and produced by me, Sam Cornish, and is a Mosaic School outreach project. You heard the voices of Bill Shaw, Tim Stanton, Daniel Watkins, and Katie Gavanis. Original music by me. Big thanks to Ravenna Koenig for technical support. The Mosaic School was supported by Mosaic, IASC, RV, Arice, and Apex.